0: Hi, it's Michael Kerr here, presenting Small Business Banter. A healthy micro and small business sector means a successful economy and a more vibrant society. Small Business Banter is about helping regional business owners better prepare for current challenges, but also for the next stage of business success. I'm Michael Kerr, founder of Kerr Capital. Advisors to Business Owners. Each week, I interview a fellow small business owner or an expert, and they share their stories, their lived experiences, the wins and the losses, and their best advice to help you, the listener, get the most you can from your own business. Small Business Banter is brought to you from the studios of 104.7 Gippsland FM, And he's heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. And thanks also to Kerr Capital, supporters of the show. Welcome into another edition of Small Business Banter Community Radio and Podcast. Carmen Williams is with me today. Carmen's going to be chatting about outsourcing. And uh, so, firstly, welcome in, Carmen. Really nice to have you in.
1: Such a pleasure, Michael.
0: Yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was a client of, of your, your business and that's how we got to know each other. But I, I know that you think, um, you know, you know how transformative outsourcing can be for business owners and, as, and that's the kind of gist of the conversation today, try and to extract some of your wisdom to help others, you know, who have heard of it, maybe haven't taken advantage of it. So, um, do you want to just give us a, a minute or two? Um, so, the name, the name of your business is Global Teams and you're in a partnership with, with Maureen. Yes. So can you just give us a, a, a quick snapshot of your personal professional background leading up to you know f- uh, starting this business? Ooh,
1: well, way back when I was a
0: scientist. So I actually was an expert in
1: fetal lung development, random, but anyway. Um, so I've done a lot of things, Michael. So um, scientist, I worked in the healthcare industry, um, I was doing, running a consulting communication business and then people st- started asking me, going, hey, Carmen, you've grown your own virtual assistant team because between you and me, and Michael, I like having ideas but getting support to implement them. And so my existing client said, hey, you've done it for yourself. I've tried it before. It didn't work. Could you help us? And Maureen and I looked at each other and like, oh, no, it might distract us, um, but they're a good client. Okay, we'll do it for them. And then we had someone else to ask us. Anyway, like a few years later an 82 virtual assistants, um, and, yeah, it's distracted us so much that, like, that's our core. Cool business
0: now right so 82 virtual assistants serving i'm imagining hundreds and hundreds of uh small and medium businesses um it's um uh, it's a long way from where you started but that's often you know the best way you know to you know to run a business is bring in a, ho- a whole lot of different experience and and some um you know purpose and passion so yeah all my transferable skills michael <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and recognizing the ones that where you need some help, right? Which we all should do, and that's probably that. that for me, um, you know, outsourcing, uh, you know, it's kind of it always almost sounded like it's just for big business, um, mm-hmm. something you you send offshore. But do, do you want to give us your take on what outsourcing is and 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 the use of virtual assistants to help yeah. small and medium sized businesses?
1: For sure, Michael. So I'm going to be a little bit controversial. I don't even really like the word outsourcing or the term. To me, it sounds like um, a business owner just like moving a problem somewhere else and hoping that it's magically going to be solved. Um, What I really love supporting business owners with um, is to get team members. So uh, to get people who, yeah, they're offshore, Um, you know, our team are in the Philippines, but they could be in other places of the country as well. And to get that person to be part of your business, to be part of your team, to get to know you, to get to understand your context. And so instead of Outsourcing, like it's almost like you're getting support from a team member. Um,
0: so you're bringing, some, you're kind of bringing someone in rather than
1: flicking work out.
0: Yeah, that it, it is. It's a pretty cold term. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that's a small distinction I'd like to to make around that. Um, like you can, you know, there are. People who, or, or services, outsourcing services, which you know say they're going to solve your your problem and just send it over there and it's magically going to be solved. But I don't know, Michael. Business is messy and it's never that easy.
0: No, no, it's not. And and I think most businesses rely on the team to be successful. So yeah, I, I love I love that distinction. I think it's a great one. And you know, to that you're kind of building and growing and bringing in people to help. So yeah. Um, I, I'm pleased you brought that up. What so? What, what's the what's the upside in 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 growing your team then you know, from from using? A virtual assistant or or someone else that's maybe not in the office physically with you.
1: So, Michael, when I was a baby businesswoman, so I just decided one day randomly that I was gonna quit my perfectly good job in strategic planning and healthcare and start a business. I knew nothing about business. I didn't know a difference between marketing or sales. I just anyway, I just it was one of those spur-of-the-moment craziness. Everyone, everyone thought I'd gone mad. Anyway, I had this idea, Michael, that people are just gonna find me. And like asked me to do work for them. Um, And we all know where this
0: is going to go. Because you were so good at it. It it
1: didn't magically happen. So I worked out in those early days, I was doing consulting. So LinkedIn was going to be my place. And so what I quickly worked out was I needed someone to be able to support me to do like the LinkedIn connections the messages, the posting of my content. So I could spend time picking up the phone and calling people, you know, the old fashioned sort of approach. And so I worked out that, I wasn't going to grow my business if I didn't get support. So, as a baby businesswoman, uh, you know, cash flow was really tight back then. I invested in a virtual assistant because I knew there was no other way for me to grow.
0: So, but it did sound like you had a fairly good awareness of what you uh, were maybe good at, what you needed to do versus what was stuff that could be given to somebody else. Is that an important part of the getting it right? Is working out what you shouldn't?
1: Yeah, I really think scoping out um, what a virtual assistant can do for you is really important in terms of you getting maximum return on investment, but also getting a scenario that's actually viable. So we all fantasize about getting unicorns in our business that can solve everything magically and do everything that we don't like doing. Um, Unfortunately, that doesn't exist, uh, especially if you're getting your first virtual assistant. You're going to want someone who's a bit of an all-rounder, but they're not going to be superstars at everything you need support with so working out what's practical um and you know what's possible and that's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck is is a really important thing prior to jumping in and getting a virtual assistant
0: yeah so we, when you i mean you deal with a lot of business owners and you deal with them you know day in day out what what, what do you think's on at the minute what do you think's on their mind is the the kind of barriers to having more success in their business is it things like you know, the classic I don't have time or or is it you know do you see something a bit more fundamental a bit deeper that is really going on that could be a problem solved
1: I mean talking from experience Michael I and you're a business owner yourself so I'm not sure you know where you'd land with me on this but I just think to be in business you have to be brave and You have to be resilient and you find yourself doing these things that are scary all the time. And so for me it's, and I get scared and sometimes I retreat, but for me it's been that willingness to go, all right, I'll just put myself out there. I'll, I'll, I'll get a virtual assistant, even though I'm scared of it, or I'll put myself on social media, even though it's scary. And it's that. And when I speak to business owners, the successful ones are the ones that just keep on going, just keep on pushing, and and feel that discomfort and do it anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, pushing through, yeah, the the brick wall or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's got you've got to be brave, and, and I um, you you've got to be resilient. Um, what are some of the to, to this notion that um, I'm not big enough as a business to um, to take on a, an assistant? What, what what would you say to them? What what? Or maybe it's better. Can you talk about some of the sort of businesses that you work with and how how it's kind of transformed them? You know, by by taking that brave step.
1: So the whole I'm not big enough. Um, you might not. Uh, be established enough for a virtual assistant. So let me just address that. A virtual assistants are awesome. I, uh, You know, I I love them. I find them I find actually really addictive. Once you get good support, Michael, you just want more. Um, but some businesses, they don't have an established system for a, um, a sales model. They, they, they don't have confidence that their next client's just around the corner, that they've got their marketing methods in, in place. It doesn't need to be perfect, but you need to have some degree of confidence in, in your business. And you also need to have your um, the tasks that the virtual assistant's going to do quite clear in your mind. Um, so you do need to have some of your I's dotted and T's crossed, not perfectly, but some stuff before you get a virtual assistant. We've got clients um, who've got uh, virtual assistants in all different industries from like recruitment to gardeners to um mortgage brokers to lawyers like uh, we've got the whole whole spectrum um which i think is fantastic because then i get to learn about all different businesses and all the things that they can do so i would say michael that most businesses um if they really want to grow, most businesses would be ready for a virtual system, but not all
0: of them. What What about yeah? And I think what you said early on in that was defining what is um, good to be passed over to somebody else, and that's and that's um, like like a lot of things in you know, the work I do, helping owners get ready to sell their business. Eventually, it, you have to go back in this, you know from from that ideal outcome to what what's what are the things I need to do and when and you know to, and it, that means by default you've got to take time out of the business. Mm. You know, today to kind of plan for something down the down the line. But I think we both agree that's the um that's that's where you get the return is being a lot clearer about what you, you know what you need done. Um but i it, it is it, is there a, a case when even if a business doesn't want to grow, that you can still perhaps free up more time or you can make your business a bit more profitable, you know, because, you know, you, you still work your 50 hours a week or whatever you might do, <laughs> but you're, you're spending it on higher value um, activity. I mean, is that – Yeah. So even if you're not growth-minded. Yeah. In, in the traditional sense of I want, to, I want more, you know, more revenue or more customers or something.
1: That's a really good point, um, Michael. Sometimes people get virtual assistants uh because they want to improve their lifestyle, um, lifestyle. We often go into business because we want that independence, the freedom. Um, but sometimes we find ourselves tied to our business. So for example, one of our clients is in e-commerce and she goes, I can't go on holidays coming like without a virtual assistant. So that's the problem she was looking to solve. Now, obviously a virtual assistant is gonna not going to do everything in an e-commerce business when she's on holidays. There's going to be some stuff waiting for her, but a lot of it can be done by the virtual assistant. So, you know, if you want to be able to um, pick your kids up from school or go on holidays and not check your emails, then having that team there to support you, to do the day-to-day things ticking over um, can be a really good strategy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think it's um, the reality for, you know, there are 2.4 million small businesses, small and medium in in Australia, is that there are, you know, some call it lifestyle businesses, you know, whatever you want to call it, those businesses that are someone's got a nice little niche or is at a size where they're pretty, you know, pretty happy. You can always improve things and change things, but there's a lot of those owners that are, Largely, kind of getting a pretty satisfactory return, and um, so the idea of engaging more team, it, it, you know, could be just to kind of, as you say, free up hours or, or, or just you know, sharpen the efficiencies a bit, so you don't worry so much about it. I, mean, I don't know who doesn't worry about their business, <laughs> you know. Yeah. After the after you shut off the laptop or you know walk out of the office. Yeah. So you. You're about sorry. You're about to say something, yeah.
1: and and then I think it's a, sometimes a combination of both. Like I love I love going on holidays, and often when I'm on holidays, like I went um, scuba diving in Cairns the other week, and I I did no business at all while I was there, and it was amazing because I knew that things were ticking over while I was gone some things you know waited but most things were, were ticking over um, but saying that when I, I find that when I've got space so when my virtual assistants are organizing my calendar and doing my social media marketing and all that stuff that stuff's happening every day independent of me um, I find that i I have ideas. I'm more strategic. I'm like, ooh, we could do this in the business. Ooh, let's do this. Ooh, let's start a podcast. <laughs> and that's when, like, the the high-level strategies come in that are going to, like, transform my business in the future.
0: Yeah, because you're not thinking about did I book that meeting or have I ordered yeah. that thing or so. On today's edition of Small Business Banter Community Radio and Podcast, chatting with um, Carmen Williams from Global Teams, yeah, that's um, yeah, that idea of, you know, the business is kind of ticking away while you're not there is a good thing. I, I think it gets taken to a lot of extremes where it's, you know, earn money while you kind of sleep. I, you know, I think there's a lot of – I think that gets over overdone. But, you know, with those some of those um, businesses you see advertised on, um, you know, on social media, um, you, you actively use um, virtual assistants yourself, right? So you, can you just – like you're a business owner, you've got – pretty um it's been it's grown pretty fast what what, what do you use them to uh, f- for your what, how do you use them for your own purposes and your business partners
1: yeah it's a great it's a great question Michael so um my team do all sorts of stuff for me so for example um Jonathan uh, I know he was interacting with you around scheduling our time together so um you know if you know that back and forth or when you're available whatever Jonathan just managed it so this appointment's in my calendar and and you know I can be fully present but not do the juggling beforehand so appointments is one thing that I think a lot of business owners would benefit from then there's organizing emails um uh and and making sure that I am aware of the, a few that I need to respond to, but Jonathan does the rest of them. Social media marketing is a huge one. So um, LinkedIn and, you know, all the other platforms are actually putting content out on there, connecting with you with the right people, engaging them, um, giving them free offers. Like at the moment we're messaging 25,000 people on LinkedIn sharing with them a free resource that that they can get access to. So we're getting heaps of leads from that. Um, There's uh, it's unlimited, like updating the blogs on the website. Uh, When I write an email, I don't actually send it out; the team send it out. So when I was in Cairns, I'd already written an email, you know, a few weeks before that, and the team sent the email out to the whole database. So. Um, there's so much that virtual assistants can do. Like if you think of an intelligent, eager person who's just there supporting you in your business, you think of all the things that they can do. They can... um organize all your content so I don't know if you're if anything like me like I film content and it's just a mess so they organize it so that they can find it um there was three months last year where I produced no content at all and the team just used old content because they could find it um for all my social media so yeah it's it's pretty exciting they can do a lot
0: yeah look it sure is and, and I do I do love that in in offloading or um, you know, getting someone else to do some of those things, it creates, you know, the, a bit of freedom and a bit of, you know, space to think about some of the, I think your term, strategic things, you know, and, and like to keep your business going forward, you keep you need to keep adapting and you need to keep fresh. So, um, you yeah, know, that's one of the things. Um, is there, uh, I mean, from a some experience I had very successful uh, going back uh, maybe a couple of years with Global Teams We we did it. We did more or less a, a like a project. I think I I engaged with someone and it was like, so it wasn't. I just knew it felt to me like I wasn't getting something really important done, and it was this big chunk of work. And 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 I approached it like it was a project rather than a you know a normal role that was going on going on in the business. So that's is that another way for for owners to think about how to use a virtual assistant, project by project. I mean, you don't, you know, it can't be like, you know, there's got to be restrictions or it's got to be parameters that make it worthwhile for both parties. But is that another way to think about it?
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good distinction. So you can can get team members, uh, which is what we specialize in. Um, then you can do projects, and because Michael was such a cool person, I said, yeah, sure, we'll help you with a project. Right. Um, and then you can get tasks as well. Right. So. Um, so, for example, Upwork or Airtasker, you'd find someone to um, edit a book, yeah. For example, um, and so what? What I do is get the best of both worlds. So I, my business partner Maureen Pound, has just launched a book, um, and so to format that book, uh, my team member virtual assistant engaged someone on Upwork and did the negotiation between oh, them. Oh, okay. So yeah, right. you can actually sort of mend, mend it. I can't even, you
0: know, yeah, use the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, 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 gather then in 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 you kind of letting go to allow someone to do that. They, you've got an established relationship. They understand you and what you're trying to achieve. So I'm, yes, yeah, you because know, because going to up ta- uh upwork or whatever it's called. <laughs> 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 what what is it called anyway? There's a few of them. I, um Tasker and Upwork. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's kind of you're not necessarily spending tons of money but you can also waste time and energy hmm. trying to brief someone and you know because it's completely unfamiliar and they don't really you know have any it's hard to put a brief down
1: yeah they don't have the context so one of my team members who's a, a long-term virtual assistant had the context and then was able to brief someone on one of those platforms so um you know even i use those platforms
0: um and you're confident in them. my
1: virtual assistants use those platforms yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you've
0: successfully been able to, um, to to develop a relationship where there's, you know, you trust. I mean, we all know yes. that.
1: And it takes time. It takes time. Just any team member in any country, it takes time for that trust to build, that that context to build, for them to start to be able to read your mind, um, to go, Carmen, are you sure about that? Is that really what you want? <laughs> it's
0: a, it's a fair, fair skill to have, isn't it, reading minds? <laughs> Um all right so if you were to um kind of uh pinpoint or identify a few of the sort of biggest barriers to people we want to we both I know you and, and I both want to see more successful business owners some of the some of the barriers you see and how to, and and more importantly how to overcome them like do you do you come up against sort of typical I'm thinking about it, but I'm not going to do it because X or because of Y. And and then what do you say to them?
1: Yeah. So I need to be really honest, Michael. For, for virtual assistants to work well, the business owner needs to be prepared to feel a bit uncomfortable like at the start, like I'm talking about the you know fantasies of delegating things and how amazing it's going to be on holidays. But at the start, it's really weird to go, oh, could you organize my emails? I'm not really sure how to delegate that actually. What do I really want? And and it takes a bit of back and forth and, and things are not going to be perfect at the start. And, and you need to be open to tweaking things and open to putting in that time and the effort to making it work. And so I say to our clients, it's like I don't need you to be perfect. Like you don't need to be a perfect delegator. You don't need to be a perfect communicator. You don't have to have perfect systems. But you do need to be open to um, looking at yourself and, you know, receiving feedback around how to how to work with your virtual assistant to get the outcome you want. Um, so it's a bit uncomfortable at the start.
0: And it's a bit, it, it is, what you're saying is it's two-way as well. Right? You know, you've got to you've got to invest to get it's you know to to make them productive or efficient or whatever you know. It's not just a case of that's why I particularly like you know, when you debunk you know it's it's outsourcing is like ship it off and you know demand you know or, or expect it'll be back in this form by this time and it's never never as straightforward as that. Try you know try and employ people. That's yeah. challenging, you know. <laughs> and you know, in theory and on paper, you can you can solve a whole lot of problems, but it's just it's just not that um, not that easy, unfortunately. But that, that's why we we um, persist. Um, we, we've got a, a couple of minutes left. I wanted to um, give you the opportunity just to um, uh, talk a, a little bit about global teams. I, I think there's some. You, you I, I get your your you know your emails and they're always good fun but more importantly uh there there's some really good messages in there about uh you know getting on and and you know doing things that you you should be doing you know you're doing you, uh, you know you're not doing and you're feeling bad about it so um Tell us a little bit about global teams and 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 what the process might be for someone who's thought about getting in a team member
1: yeah, so thanks Michael so global teams like we're all about the support um you know, a lot of people focus on getting the right virtual assistant, which is really important, but that's like focusing on the wedding and not the marriage. And so like, let's have an awesome wedding and an awesome marriage. So we support the business owners to communicate and delegate the virtual assistants to be able to ask questions and say, Carmen, you're not making any sense, or I'm feeling overwhelmed. And so we've got a whole heap of support structures around that. And um, we've also got, a whole bit of resources on the free resources on the website just for you to explore a bit further like we've got a book what a VA can do for you you know list of 100 things that uh, virtual assistants did for us when we were in Fiji and just check the, them out so you can start to ponder you know is this something that could work for me how would it work for me do I want to feel uncomfortable and make it work you know or, or maybe not so um yeah so I think the next steps you know if you wanted to explore this further is go check out the website and download some of those free resources and just explore it a bit further
0: so and the the website
1: is globalteams.com.au.
0: Okay, yeah. And I, I can talk from experience. I did, I can't remember which publication it was, but I, when we first chatted a couple of years back, I'd had some less than successful experience um, before that. But, and, I, mm-hmm. and you, someone, you or Maureen, pointed me to that book. So it's like, okay, yeah, there's a whole bunch of things, really, when I think about it, that I do that probably, you know, I can tell myself that it's important. But it's not, you know, where I should necessarily be spending, you know, my time. I get a better yeah. return. So, yeah, that's. I think that's a gr- great. Um, so globalteams.com.au. dot Start there and and download some of those publications and subscribe to some of you know, to the email list because, as I said, it's it's fun and and sometimes irreverent, but also, um, <laughs> you know, there's some pretty good messages in there. To you know, get, I, no one's going to sort of do this overnight and but. You've got to start the process of thinking about a better way to do things. So, Carmen, thank you so much for your time on Small Business Banter today.
1: Pleasure, Michael. Thanks for having me.
0: So that's all for today's episode of Small Business Banter. I continue to be inspired bringing you small business experts and other small business owners and hearing their stories. If you want to listen to any past episode, jump onto your podcast platform of choice, and search Small Business Banter. There you will find a diverse and fascinating collection of small business owners and experts openly discussing and sharing their experiences. For any of the links, resources, or information we've talked about on the show today, or to contact me, please head over to smallbusinessbanter.com or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And it would be great to have you tune in the same time next week for another episode of Small Business Banter.